are listening to Hotter Than Health, episode 49. This is a podcast focusing on fitness, nutrition, health, overall healthy lifestyles, and of course, your morning conference call. And if you don't know what that is, I'm sure you will by the end of this episode. Just wanted to give a quick shout out to everyone listening. Thank you guys so, so, so much. It seems like more and more lately, we're getting people saying that they're sharing the podcast with friends and family or something resonated with them that they shared with someone that, you know, maybe didn't listen to podcasts and it kind of opened up a whole new world. Um, I'm just unbelievably grateful for everyone who tunes in, who subscribes. Um, again, I want to try and keep ads and anything like that off the podcast as much as I can, because obviously do it for free, but it would be cool to make money. So shout out to um, Podcast One or Dear Media. Always looking to uh, get signed. Hello. Anyways, just manifesting over here. But anyways, thank you guys so much for listening. And if you haven't already, hop over to iTunes. It is genuinely an amazing way to um, support the podcast. I really like years ago when I started listening to podcasts, I never really got on to rate or review or comment on iTunes because something would get in the way or like I had to log into something to write a review or it didn't automatically take me. And you know, everyone's like, it takes two seconds. It takes honestly about three minutes, uh, I would say start to finish. So I know it's not um, like something you could do while you're driving, but if you have a second, it would mean the world. If you would write a review, subscribe, comment, leave a five star, leave a one star. I don't care. I mean, I do, but um, just write your opinion, write how it's helped you or just say, hey, this is cool. Don't care. But um, any kind of support is amazing. I did not realize how important it was to grow a podcast until I started my own. So thank you guys so much in advance and I will be on the lookout for that and just super, super grateful. So last week we talked about specifics on my workout routine, diet, and, um, how I stay on track with that kind of thing and how to turn it into a little bit of a lifestyle. And the other day, on Instagram, and I'm sorry, I'm picking something out of my tooth. I just had a fig, and it got stuck in my tooth, and shout out to my roommate, Hannah. She just got a bunch of figs, and they're in the house, and I really hope you take them to lock-in this weekend, because otherwise they'll be gone. Either way, so talking, if you follow me on Instagram, it's at Eliza G underscore fitness, E-L-I-Z-A-G underscore fitness. If you don't go ahead and follow, cause I always put a bunch of content up there, but either way. So I posted something the other day about this. I hate the word challenge because it sounds so temporary and it sounds so, um, like quick fix pyramid schemey kind of thing. But so my boyfriend and I, we listened to, and let me just start this by saying this was his idea. He's incredible. I had heard of it, but he kind of, I heard of the guy who created it, but I had never heard of this challenge that he puts together. And my boyfriend is just the most self-motivated, ass-kicking, dedicated inspiration ever. He's, I mean, he's hot. He's hot. 
he's hot. And um, he loves he loves to work out, but more than that, he loves to push himself. And when I see someone pushing themselves, it motivates me because I consider myself pretty self-motivated. But when I see other people doing it, it just makes me want to do it all the more because I feel like there's another layer of accountability and it's just, it's great. And we're not doing it to punish ourselves. We're more doing it to see what next level we can get to. So and it's really kind of fun because we do a long distance relationship. So I know it's just, it's not just us two, but either way, we'll get into the challenge. Um, so I posted about this the other day about this challenge called 75 hard. And it's something that I am on, I think day four of, and it's more of like a lifestyle thing, but there are a couple of specifics that you try and get to. Shit. I forgot a progress photo yesterday. Oh, I'm going to do it again today. Whoopsie. It's okay. It's not perfect, but, um, I did the things that are most important to me, but either way, so did uh, on the post, I'm sorry, I'm so nonlinear today on the post, uh, we talked about why I'm doing it and a couple of, um, specifics that are really important to me that I start to, um, break away from just habit wise and some habits that I'm starting to build. So I just want to start off by saying I don't have a like I don't have a, a drinking problem I am very lucky to be able to live my life without having to worry about when I'm getting a next drink or have it consume my thoughts um I, I know it's a practice for a lot of people every single day so if it's something that you're struggling with then um you know I don't think that this is a bad idea but I'm also like not here to push anyone to do anything this is just something that I think mindset wise is helping me so I had been, I don't have a drinking problem, but I had been having problems and a lot of the time drinking was, is a main contributing factor for that. So I like, I feel best when I get like seven and a half, eight hours of sleep. Um, drinking gets in the way of that. Number one, number two, I feel like I work really hard in the gym and when I drink my progress isn't as great. My recovery time isn't as great. I get dehydrated. Every, these are the symptoms that everyone gets. It's not just me. Um, and also I just realized that when I went out late, I mean, even if it was just until midnight or 10 30, 11, it just wasn't the same the next day. I genuinely feel like there was a point in time and there had been points in time leading up to this, even for the past two or three years, even before I moved to Charleston, that I would get this automatic like excitement about going out if it was during the day but when it came down to like getting ready to go out and then pre-gaming and all these things I would get this anxiety because I already knew I was like I just don't like to stay out as late as some of my friends and I almost felt that when I said hey I think I'm gonna go home now there would be this judgment and it, it doesn't have anything to do with my friends like they're great at going out and they have zero issue with it and like this is this is a personal thing. This has zero to do with them. It's just, I think that was a reflection upon me where I was scared of what people would think. I'm going to go home early. I would do it anyways, despite what anyone said. But I just, I felt like I was bringing the energy of the group down because it just wasn't a place where I really thought I was being my highest self. And I can't, I say highest self and that sounds a little existential, but I don't know of another way to say it. So there are times in your life when you feel vibrant and light 
and alive and like you're providing value or or you're just happy and you feel like you're inspiring others or you feel like you're helping others or you just feel like you know you're on and it doesn't take any extra energy out of you you don't feel depleted after you hang out with a certain group of people do a certain activity whatever um but i feel like when i would go out and when i would be at bars or drinking more than a couple drinks i just I didn't feel my highest self. Maybe after like one drink, everyone's feeling loose, everyone's having fun. But after a couple, it just got to be, um, I, I can't put my finger on it. I just felt like I was losing a little bit of my self and I just felt like I kind of got into a weird low stage in my day. It would just be a valley and I, I didn't like that. So um, what I decided to do with this challenge is um, there's a few measurable things that we do every single day. It's, um, one, it's you take a progress photo every single day. That's it. You just take a picture. I've just been doing like my stomach and my side and my butt. And then I just do it in my bathroom every night at the same time. Then you drink one gallon of water every single day, which has honestly been the easiest part because I already drink 32 ounces in the morning and there's like 128 ounces in a gallon. So do that math. So you drink a gallon of water every day, spread out throughout the day. Then you do two workouts throughout the day. And in the challenge, the guy who created it, um, Andy Frisella, he says that they have to be 45 minutes a piece, but I, I know my body and I feel like if I do 45 minutes a piece, then I'm going to, I'm not going to feel great. And I feel like it would be overexerting, overworking myself. So I'm dedicating at least like 60 minutes per day to work out two different times. And so for instance, it's been more like a 45 minute workout in the morning, whether it be hot yoga or a high class or a lift on my own. And then in the middle of the day or in the evening, I'll go for a run. And it's been around like 1.5 to two miles. So nothing insane, but I'm, you know, and whether or not you need to like walk in the middle of that, it can be a a light walk at at night for 30 minutes with your dog. That's great. Move your body for half an hour. Um, So it's nothing rigid set in stone like that for me. I just feel like the whole point of it is to dedicate two amounts of time during the day to take a second, move your body and um, and do what you got to do to kind of reset your mind for the second half of the day or before you go to bed do something light like a like a long walk and the next thing is no drinking and you're sticking to a diet that you're creating for yourself so I didn't really do anything rigid because I'm really proud of my diet the way it is but what I decided to do was like no fried foods so no french fries and no nothing specifically fried um so I'm still doing plant-based I'm still basically vegan but I'll do some seafood sometimes and the biggest part of that is no drinking. Um, I like that you can set the parameters for yourself because there's less rigidity. You figure out what you can really work with. So I'm not counting macros. I'm not tracking calories, nothing like that. I'm not like fasting for a certain amount of time if it's not you know, set up in my day like that. But then um, the next part of the challenge is to read 10 pages of a book that is like a self-improvement book. And so I'm reading one right now called um, Unbeatable Mind, and it's really great. So when I first got this book, I was on a plane to, I think I was, oh, here I am. I'm going to cry. So I was flying back and forth, like, I think I genuinely every weekend for like six months, four or six months when my mom got diagnosed with cancer. So I was flying from Arizona 
to Charlotte and back. Um, I would leave like every Friday and come back every Sunday night. So I would be in Charlotte for the weekend, seeing her come back work, go back the next day. And it got, it was insane. Hence why I moved. Um, and I was sitting on the plane one day and I just ended up talking to this guy. He was like super fit. He was probably in his thirties, really attractive, like distinguished put together guy. And this was two years and two months ago. So a little while ago. And he was sitting on the plane next to me and he was like, well, I'm sure that I was doing some kind of work on the plane or whatever. And he was asking what I did. And then it got into, you know, why are you going to Charlotte? And I was like, oh, I go back every weekend to see family. He's like, every weekend, that's a lot. And so I told him the whole story, probably cried on the plane. And he was like, hey, so my friend started this business that I help run. And um, I want to give you this book. I'm reading it and I haven't quite finished it, but I really think that it would be good for you. So I never once opened it he wrote a note in it he wrote his email I'm actually going to send him an email later on but um he wrote me this little note and an email address um haven't read it hadn't read it until now and I have already read the first like 20 pages in the past two days um which I know is not a lot but I'm a slow reader so it's good for me but it's all about um like don't let your mind beat you And I just feel like, I won't get too much into the book, but it's a really great read for people who are trying to find actual, like, measurable tips. Because I need step-by-step directions a lot of the time. So if you're one of those people, then this is a great book, and it kind of goes over mindset. And it talks about examples of when you could let your mind beat you and what other people, when you can start to see other people letting their mind beat them and how to stay stoic and how to stay in your own lane and just things that really, really I I think about all the time, but it's nice to see and it's, it's easier to absorb when someone else writes it all out for you. You know, that's why I go to therapy because I can just shit out all my problems and she just helps me put them into filing cabinets. She even, my therapist, even the other day, I'm shout out to her. She's a fucking rock star. Thank you, Morgan. Um, welcoming wellness. Go check it out if you're in Charleston. And, she said to me, she was like, sometimes I have to even pull out an emotions list to see how I'm feeling. And I was like, oh my God, that's me. Sometimes I feel all these feelings and I have no idea what they mean. So I have to say them out loud and have other people like translate them for me. Like it's a foreign language to me. So this book is just really great at, um, dissecting kind of how you're feeling, what you're doing and, and all these good things. So, um, highly recommend it. It's called the unbeatable mind. It's a really, really badass book. And, the biggest part of all of this for me is the no drinking and that's for a couple of reasons it's it's not so much that I don't think I can do it it's I mean I've gone weeks without drinking before it's not like I get withdrawals or anything like that which I'm again fortunate to do there's a lot of people in my family who struggle with addiction and who have struggled with addiction and um, I feel really fortunate to have grown up around you know parents and siblings that it's not um it's not an active practice every day, but we, I fully acknowledge it and um, am there for anyone. And I respect anyone's way of getting through it each and every day. So um, with this no drinking, it's not just a matter of, you know, oh, when I go out, I want to do this. It's a matter of actually shifting your mindset so that you're not, I, I don't want to have to change my entire lifestyle and alienate people and cut out 
all activities that have to do with drinking. It's more a matter of like not letting my mind beat me. You don't, I, I don't need to hold on to a drink to feel like I belong in a crowd. I don't need to feel like I need a glass of wine to enjoy dinner. It's, it's one of those things where I just want to break that stigma in my mind, not stigma. I just want to repaint that picture in my mind of what normal means for me in that setting. And I want a weekend and a weekday to feel well rested and to feel energized and to feel emotions that aren't based on anxiety coming from drinking. I already have a little bit of anxiety. I've got a lot of shit going on and we all feel anxiety. We are all busy. We all have too much on our plate. And knowing that that anxiety is there anyways, drinking just elevates that and and enhances it, makes it worse. So I don't, if I feel that feeling of of anxiety, I don't want to not be able to determine whether it's from drinking or whether it's actually going on in my life. Like I want to be able to take a step back and see what, where my emotions are coming from. So, um, that's kind of where my thoughts are with that, as well as just the physical effects of drinking. So a lot of people say, yeah, oh, I get so tired and hungover. I get the Sunday scaries after I drink and what have you. But there are actual, you know, <laughs> it causes conflict in your body. And I, I hate to say that it's just one of those things that no matter what people say with, yeah, there are antioxidants and there's like polyphenols and all these things in um, especially organic wine, bio, uh, biodynamic wine, you know, yes, it helps lower anxiety. There's, there's antioxidants, you know, that's great. It's fermented, you know, there's definitely like some benefits to it. However, in any study, there's never been anything saying that the benefits of drinking outweigh the benefits of not drinking. So any type of stress you're putting on your body, anytime that you are Um, making the connection between your body and your brain harder to get to, then it's not great for your body. So a couple of things that I just wanted to put out here for anyone who is, you know, having a tough time or anyone who just wants a little bit more information because, you know, it's one of those things where personal opinion, hey, if you're one of those people that has a glass of wine or two glasses almost every night, I just believe that that's habit. And this is one of those things I just want to help break habits that aren't making you elevated. And I want to help you fill them in with things that are elevating you. So again, anytime you are consuming anything that um, puts any type of gap or roadblock in between your mind-body connection is not great for you. Um, another thing I preach about hydration all the time in front of me. I have another, I think it's probably 20, 24, 16 ounces of water, put a little pinch of pink Himalayan sea salt. It's got potassium, sodium, uh, chloride, all that stuff. So it's great for electrolyte rebalancing, especially with all these workouts. I really preach hard about eating and drinking your water so you can stay hydrated. Um, hydration is key for having, um, having great cellular movement. It's great for your mitochondria. Um, Having really high quality water, great for brain function. It is good for everything, good for skin, for hair, for nails, whatever. Great for your liver. It's great for digestion, which it comes full circle and we don't need to get all the way into it. But um, either way, so a couple of other effects that 
I think it's worth talking about when you're drinking. Um, so a lot of people, you know, they might tune out when they hear the word mitochondria, um, or they might hear, they might tune out when they hear things like free radicals and, um, toxicity in your body. So, um, alcohols, it's, it's a toxin. So it's going to increase your toxic levels in your body. And so what that's going to do is it's going to cause wear and tear on your cells and specifically like your mitochondria. So mitochondria is like the, if we're working with analogies here, it's like the, they're like the big fighters. They're the main fighters in your body that you need and they need to be fully functioning and operating over time. So, um, a lot of the damage that we get from a lot of the damage that we get from alcohol affects our mitochondria and our liver cells. So um, what happens with our um, brains and everything, especially while we're sleeping. So an effect of alcohol is that it'll affect your sleep cycles. And that's going to not allow your mitochondria to go in in inside your brain, inside your body, and really fix these um, what's called like free radicals. So you want to be able to make sure that you are allowing your body the opportunity it needs while it's sleeping to go in, clear out all the toxicity, the brain sludge that you have going on. Because um, what happens when you sleep and the reason why sleep is actually so, so important for anti-aging, for longevity, for fat loss, for energy, for digestion, everything. Um, sleep is key because it is um, allowing your body a chance to uh, restore itself. And what happens throughout the day with your decision-making processes, you're, uh, you know, you're recalling memory, you are trying to remember new things, you're trying to add all this new information, you're processing all day long. What There's this stuff called um, like sludge that builds up in your brain. And if you don't clear that out, that's what causes you, you know, if you're not sleeping and all these different things, it's not like the lack of sleep, the lack of hours is bothering your body and helping you be, or making you be less agile, making you be less aware and less sharp. That's not the lack of sleep. That's the junk buildup in your brain. So you have to give your body, it's almost like you're flossing your tongue in the middle of the night. Like you want to be brushing your tongue. Like if you're just brushing your teeth, you're not getting all that toxic sh shit out of your mouth. So same thing as when you sleep, you don't want to just be laying down with your eyes closed. You want to be getting good quality sleep so that you are allowing your body the chance to eliminate all of that sludge from your brain so that you can tabula rasa, start out fresh the very next day. So with that, we want to make sure that our sleep cells aren't fucked up or our sleep cycles aren't fucked up. So drinking, no matter what, even if you get 10 hours of sleep, some people are like, yeah, I got slept until noon and I'm still so hungover. That's because no matter what, your sleep cycles are getting messed up. You might be sleeping for 10 hours, but you might only be in deep sleep for two or three hours, which you really need like six more. So, um, it's not really about the quantity that you're sleeping. It's about the quality. So why mess that up with drinking? Sleep is so, so important. Um, also, so free radicals. Let's talk about those for a second. So basically free radicals are some things that are floating around our body. We all have them. They're all floating around right now. And those can be um, potentially harmful for our other cells. So what we want to do, um, like free radicals are quote unquote, um, they are molecules um, and they're a natural byproduct of cell metabolism. So when you're consuming alcohol, 
of any kind and any amount, it's going to produce free radicals in our bodies. So um, things like stress and our cortisol levels, um, those can rise while we're drinking, which changes the, which increases free radicals in our bodies. So um, without those what am I trying to say? Why am I, why am I so lost for words right now? So basically we want to make sure that we are not producing extra free radicals in our body because those can lead to potentially, uh, long-term diseases. It can lead to different types of, um, lack of brain function. Um, it can lead to certain types of cancer and, um, a lot of them, you know, you're going to read a lot of articles that are saying like, um, free radicals lead to breast cancer, things like that. So um, it's definitely, we're getting enough free radicals from stress, from having too much fat in our diet, like bad fat. Um, We get it from our environment, by external toxins, things like that, that are causing these free radicals. So some things that you can do to fight free radicals are to um, increase your amount of antioxidants, which are found in... um, like dark leafy greens, dark fruits and vegetables, blueberries, fruits, that type of thing. Antioxidants are really great. Vitamin C, not just like an emergency packet, but like an actual orange or an actual lemon. Put some lemon over your kale. It's really great. So um, that's what I always recommend doing. It's really great. So if you are um, drinking a lot and then you're saying, okay, well, I'll just have some antioxidants tomorrow. Yeah, it's never bad to get antioxidants and vitamin C and things like that. But if you are um, adding in those free radicals in your body, it's basically just like, it's, it's just mitigating those two things where it's, it's neutralizing them. So you're not really getting the actual benefits because they're just worried about, um, battling all the free radicals that are being created while you're drinking alcohol. So, um, if that wasn't, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Eloquent enough, then I'm very sorry, but that's just how I talk sometimes. And sometimes it's nonlinear. Sometimes it doesn't make any sense, but here we are. Also, so when you're thinking about things like free radicals, think about environmental toxins. Um, When we have more free radicals floating around in our bodies, that's going to affect our skin. It'll cause skin dullness. It will cause your immune system to not function as properly. It causes... um, Uh, acne. I mean, it fucks with your hormones to the point where your hormones might change. Cortisol levels might be high, which is your stress hormone. Um, it could end up leading to eventual like, like thyroid issues. That's just for example. So there are not a lot of benefits to alcohol. And if there are benefits to alcohol, other than just enjoying a good time, I feel like at that point, maybe that's just a habit again. Um, I'm not a doctor and I'm not trying to give anyone medical advice, but I am a nutrition professional and a fitness, not expert at all, but you know, it's my whole life. And all I do is talk to people all day about their healthy habits. And when people tell me that they, you know, when I recommend that they reduce or even eliminate the amount of alcohol that they have, especially during the week, I've never heard anyone say that they feel worse. So anyways, that's what I'm doing. And, um, I also just feel like I just, yeah, I want to just repaint that picture of my normal and I know I can do it. And, and something that does scare me and I'll just get this out there in the open. Something that does scare me is that people aren't going to want to hang out with me as much because 
they'll say, you know, well, she doesn't drink, so she's not going to have a good time. So it's like an automatic default. And I know there are going to be a lot of people who say that who are like, oh, no, like, you'll be great. It's not a big deal. People, your friends who love you, like, they won't care. It doesn't always work that way when you want it to. And unfortunately, there are going to be people who think that way and who maybe will think down or maybe think it's boring or whatever. But honestly, in this day and age, if you're just doing what everyone's doing just to do it because everyone's doing it, then what the fuck are you living for? Like, get a hobby. If drinking on the weekends or whatever is is just your default then it's time to reevaluate. Pick up a fucking book, pick up a pen, write some things down that you actually want. I can guarantee that for the people who end up doing the same thing almost every weekend with slight variation, but typically it's drinking, if they wrote down exactly what they wanted on a piece of paper, it it would be a tough one. It would be pretty tough for them. And I think that it's, it's kind of a chicken and the egg situation. I feel like I really know and have a big picture of what I want my life to look like. And every time I drink, it just gets in the way of that. Um, and I'm just feeling really inspired by this and feeling really, you know, I know last week I cried on the podcast, but, uh, you know, shit's real. It's real life. I'm a real person with real emotions and real goals. Um, for anyone who has a goal or feels like they're being called to do something bigger and they're stuck in a rut, I'll tell you what, waking up after, if you're having like two or more drinks and you're waking up with any kind of anxiety or depression the next morning, you need to take a big look at what's going on. And if, if you know that alcohol is like not having a positive influence on your life, you know, it's like this woman who I really look up to. She's in our, in this industry. She's amazing. Um, I'm not going to talk too much about her. Her name is Ellie Richter. Ellie Richter. She, um, she says, if it's not a fuck yes, it's a fuck no. And for me, it was more of a, eh, so it was a definite fuck no. Um, and I guess what I'm trying to say is I, I really, if you don't want to do the 75 day challenge, that's fine. But if you're only doing it because you're scared of what you could potentially do in a good way, or if you're scared of change, or if you're scared to do it because you might say to yourself, oh, I can do that. I just don't want to. Then, then you're just like me. And I challenge you to do it. Um, there are going to be a lot of times when you say, but I have this, but I have this, but I have this. It's time to start creating your new normal. It's time to paint that big picture, and it's time to it's start to, time to start getting real with yourself and saying, "This is affecting me negatively." Say it out loud. Get scared. Cry a little. Get weird. Cry in front of people. Like do something you haven't done, so that you can be somewhere you haven't been. Sorry to sound like a little you know, wooden keychain hook in a in your kitchen like live, laugh, love, dance like no one's watching, but seriously, get real with yourself. If you can't find, if you can't figure out exactly what you want right now, maybe this challenge is exactly what you need to really push the envelope. Um, and if you want accountability, if you want, if you have questions about it, if you want to do it with me, if you want to do it with Brandon and I, and all of the people he's gotten to do with him, um, then let me know. And I'm here for you. I think it's going to be awesome. And I'm open to questions anytime. So um, make it your own and make yourself 
just do something different um, and you'll see something different and you'll be someone different. And if you're scared of change, then that's okay. It's good to be scared. Don't live your life safe, 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 safe. Um, anyways, so just wanted to get that out there. Thanks for listening. Um, next week is going to be episode 50, if you can believe it. Um, share this podcast with anyone who you can think it would benefit. Um, you know, even if you think it might benefit you a little bit, share it with your friends, get it out there. I find that the best way to hold myself accountable is to say it out loud, write it down, let other people hear it. Um, you don't realize how many people are listening when you say things out loud or when you write things down. Um, so Thanks again for listening. Like, subscribe, share, and listen out for next week's podcast. So excited. Make sure to check out that book, Unbeatable Mind. And um, love you guys all so much. This is Hotter Than Health, and I'll talk to you guys next week.